Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two on the Nachum Sigul Network. Good morning, everybody. I'm very excited to be here, and today's going to be an amazing show. I'm like ready to platz already for the for today's show. Um, I have two fabulous guests. But for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, I'm Naomi Nachum. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a personal chef. I give cooking classes. I run chop competitions. I have a Pesach cookbook. And Pesach's about 70-something days away, so grab your new copy because you already made your other copy, Hummus Sticks, and now you're going to need another copy for Pesach. If you don't have a copy, it's on sale right now on Amazon or at your local Judaica stores. Okay, that's un- shameless unplugging of, of my book, plugging in my book, so go get perfect for Pesach. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about our exciting uh, cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great recipes, ideas, and my amazing guests. I love to hear about your food experiences too. So email me, Naomi, at nachamsegal.com, and let's make this a conversation. I love hearing from everyone, so really appreciate when everyone uh, Facebooks us or Instagrams us. So keep it coming. If you're not following Nacham Siegel Network on Instagram and Facebook, do it right now. It is such a growing platform. And even people of my mum's generation are starting to get on Instagram. So it's really exciting to sh- see and share it. So join the Nacham Siegel Network on Insta. Um, got my Panama trip coming up. If you're interested in joining me and Miriam Schreiber on uh, Legacy Kosher Tours, um, send me a DM and I'll send you that out that information as soon as possible. I spent... Remember, I went to Chicago, even though I wasn't sure if I was going to get out. People have been asking me what the story was if they missed last week's show. So um, what happened was when I finished the studio, when I finished here at the studio, I actually got a text saying my flight was cancelled. And then I got an email from the people bringing me out for the chop competition. They rebooked me on another flight. Can I go now? So I literally went from the studio, had called someone up. Thank God I had packed. um, And I had someone bring my suitcases to the airport and I went straight from the Lower East Side to LaGuardia Airport, hopped on a plane and ended up in Chicago a day earlier than usual. And Nebuch, my poor family who was supposed to join me for Shabbat, did not make it out. So they were here together and had a lot of fun in the snow in my house and ordered a lot of food in because mummy was gone. Um, so I spent a lot of time in Chicago, uh, more than planned. Um, but I did a Chicago food crawl for kosher.com. And that was one of the reasons why I went besides the chop competition. So I want to give a little shout out to some of the restaurants I ate at. And I did not make a dent because there are so many places to eat in Chicago. But these are the highlights of what I did do. So I went to Emma's, really good Emma's Cafe. Um, and I had the chorizo quesadilla. It was great. I loved it. It was really good. Um, we had some Danishes. Um, I went to Milts. Milts has Milts Extra Innings and Regular Milts, which is right next door. Milts Extra Innings works with Keshet Organization, which is a special needs organization. And they, the all the workers at Milts Extra Innings come from Keshet, all have some sort of um, – Special, are on the special needs spectrum and they are amazing. And if you saw it on kosher.com, and I'm pretty sure it's on the highlight stories on their Instagram page, um, everyone, I, I interviewed the guys over there and they were just adorable and they made me a delicious sandwich. And then Brian, uh, executive chef Brian Greicher um, from Milts took me next door back to his kitchen and we made loaded nachos together. Um, and then we got to eat them and some wings and big giant rack of ribs. Oh, it was amazing. Couldn't finish it. I also ate at Ken's Diner. I had the Buddy Burger. 
um, delicious. It was. I asked everyone what I should get there, and everyone told me the Buddy Burger was amazing. Uh, shallots. I want to give them their salmon carpaccio was amazing. Their salmon carpaccio was amazing. And Jeff Ingber, who was here from Kosher Cat, I'm giving. I'm looking at him. I don't know where they get their fish from, but it was really good. And then I went to Avitas. Um, I had the lamb chop. So a big shout out to them. And we're going to be doing a food ride up. I'm going to be doing the fork in the road for Mishpacha, taking over from Michal Frischman, who usually writes it. So she asked me to do a write-up with her um, about Avita. So you can look out for that. Okay, I can catch my breath now. That was kind of like one long monologue about Chicago. So it's a lot of fun working on kosher.com and these food crawls are amazing. Whenever I travel, I do these Instagram takeovers. I've done Miami, California, and now Chicago. So if you have a few live out of town, have a few restaurants, doesn't need to be a lot. I'd love to come to your area for kosher.com and check out your local restaurants and give them a big shout out and bring some exposure of kosher to the of your kosher um, shops and restaurants to the rest of the world. So it will be really nice. So just email me, Naomi at nachamsegel.com so uh, we can be in touch about that. Okay, it's time for a prize. We had a giveaway. Now ZK told me the drum roll's not working, but the applause is, right? The applause is. So this person is going to be so excited because he enters every competition and he's won before. This time we have, it was Rocky Pinson's new cookbook from last week. Um, and I just, uh, we ready for the, everyone, everyone in the studio do a drum roll. Okay. <laughs> Talking about improvising. Everyone's such a great spot. Okay. So the winner is for Rocky Pinson's new challah cookbook is Ruvain Brick. So Okay, so congratulations. We'll get that book out to you. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to talk to my amazing guest. You're going to plot for this show because we've got actually cooking going on and we've cooked meat before, but we've never actually cooked fish. So I have Jeffrey Ingber, otherwise known as the Kosher Catch, and we're going to learn all about him. And right next to me is Gabriel Geller. Um, I don't know if those of you can see me. I've got a bottle of wine, red wine, <laughs> on my chair behind my back. I'm warming it up. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. It's cold out there. Yeah, it's cold. It was cold. Gabriel Geller, um, super sommelier from uh, Royal Wines, is joining us here today. Um, and we're going to be doing wine and fish um, on the studio today. Um, and we're going to be talking about KWFE with uh, Gabriel uh, right now. And um, Yoni, we ready? Okay, so we're going to be doing something a little bit different today. Um, we are going to be doing a Facebook Live. So if you are watching right now, you are hearing this on Friday morning, okay? So we got together earlier in the week. This was recorded earlier in the week, and we are doing a Facebook Live because those of you who do catch us watching right now live during the week, we thought we would make it uh, like question and answer session because – Fish is a mystery to so many people, um, and I thought maybe that Jeff could answer some questions. Absolutely. I have a whole bunch of questions. I I'll actually be, wrote I'll, all my questions. I bet you do. I have a whole <laughs> bunch of questions, but I also um, I wrote these before I had this idea. So then I thought, let's bring it to a live studio audience. We've never done this on Table for Two before, so I think it's really great. And people can ask wine questions to Gabriel. So I thought that will be really cool. Hopefully this will work, <laughs> um, but we have to, you know – 
uh, have everyone's participation. So I have to know where to look, guys. <laughs> this camera or that camera? This camera. Okay, and Yoni is going to be on with me as well, uh, producing, and he's going to let me know if we have questions. Okay, is are we on? Has it started? Okay, so great. So I'm going to a little bit of multitasking over here. Well, oh, wait, I'm doing three things. I'm watching this camera. I'm listening out for Yoni. I have my guests and I'm warming wine. <laughs> good morning, Gabriel Geller. How are you? I'm good, Baruch Hashem. How's it going? Good, good, good. Long Thank- time no see. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a little bit of... Uh, we, we, we meet a lot of food events. Yeah, here and there. And we, and we both work, you know, under the same umbrella of Royal Wines, Keiko, Kosher.com. Exactly. Your show is fun on Kosher.com. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we have to make uh, more videos. Yes, and you I, do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, we have a very busy schedule. Good luck pinning Jay down. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good he used luck. to come on the show. Yeah. But now we have you. Well, We're you very know, excited. it's always a pleasure to, to yes, be here. Yes, I, I love chatting with you. It's great. You actually, you were right right away when you first moved here. You've yeah. been on, a guest on the show now consistently. How long is it? Three years? Uh, two, two years. Two years. Two wow. Years. So I tried to have Gabriel on, and we have some new dates for you for um, the Purim and Pesach show. So we got to awesome. We got to talk Purim wine. I have in the corner special guests uh, that I'm going to welcome my aunt Marilyn Atlas from Sydney, Australia. You can, I think your mic is on, Maz. Yes, it is. She's yes. my aunt Maz. I've been calling her Maz since I'm born. She knew me. She actually. I actually met you the day you were born. Isn't that so oh. nice? She was in high school. She was dating my uncle. They were high school sweethearts. I was 15 and a half, yes. And, and I was her flower girl. <laughs> That's true. Wow. So yeah, uh, we, we go back a long way. A long way. My, 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 my aunt, she did my homework for me, <laughs> my <laughs> school projects. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Yeah, she actually was, it was a perfect tie-in when I was working on Perfect for Pesach last year. She helped me edit some of the books. So she's really been part of my homework for a very long time. Close to 40 years, maybe more. Maybe more. Oh, a yeah. little more. Um, so Marilyn Atlas is from Sydney, Australia. She's been a teacher at Mariah College for... 30? Coming up 34 years. Wow. This is going to be my 34th year. What grades do you teach? I teach kindergarten, grade one and grade two. At Mariah, and how big is the school? We have um, probably more than 1,600 from age three to age 18. And... Most of us are on the campus, on the same campus, but the preschool have different campuses. Right. Mariah is a massive school. It's a big school. It's a really big school. So let's talk about restaurants because, you know, it's a, a food show. How many, how many restaurants do we actually have now in we, Sydney? We have a few um, that are um, popular. We have um, uh, Pitamix, Katsis. Pitamix, Katsis, right. Lewis's. Lewis has been around a long, a long time. time. Can I we say it. close to 40 years? I don't remember not having Lewis's growing up. I would say more, more than that. It's second generation already. Yes, yes. Judith's parents were in the catering business as well. Okay, yeah. nice. And Jessie's, which is our bakery that has serves light um, brunches and light meals. And um, uh, Glick's, which is a family business originally from based in Melbourne and a few other places as well. Okay, it's great. And we do have a pizza shop. Oh, the pizza store which in what, Bryan Street. I, we yep. didn't have that growing up, but it, no. when I came back married with my kids, we actually really like that yeah. pizza shop. They make wonderful salads. We go there with friends quite regularly and yeah. um, we love their salads and as that, well as their pizzas. 
They, they're open only from four in the afternoon mm-hmm. and you can't go there for just a slice. That's we, an American thing. That is. And eating pizza for breakfast and lunch, I well, maybe lunch, but certainly not for breakfast in Australia. Yeah. It's, it's a dinner it's a dinner food it's in Australia. A, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. Very nice. There was there was a restaurant growing up when it was called B'nai Brith. Tibby's. And Tibby's. That was a yes. Sydney Institute. And, of course, I'm saving the best for last. Is anyone ever travelled? We, we're on Facebook Live. We're going. We have an audience. We have. Um, is anyone ever travelled to Australia in the last 20 years? You all know of Beaches, which is actually my aunt and uncle's restaurant. It was around for a close to 10 years. Yeah, about 10 years, yeah. Um, a staple Michael, in the Sydney yeah. Jewish community, fine dining. Um, they changed missed, their menus. by many, many people. Yeah, it was a yeah. great restaurant. Yeah. So, um, and there's plenty of caterers and... Yeah, there's quite a lot happening in Sydney still. It's a much smaller community than New York, but... We've still got things happening there. And you've got sunshine pretty much all the time. Yep. <laughs> it's very hard. And no snow. No snow. <laughs> it's very hard for us New Yorkers. Well, thank you, Auntie Mazzy, thank Marilyn you. Atlas, for joining us, us uh, right here. She actually watches the Nachum Siegel Network or listens on the app, even from Australia. Yeah, on the big screen I watch it. And I, and I watch it as well as listen to it. Okay, so that's great. When your own family members watch the show, you get a little bit of, <laughs> you feel really good. But she watches, you, she watches Nachum and follower of Nachum for many, many yeah. years, even before I was on the network. Yeah, so. it's true. So this is the, this is it. This is it. <laughs> this is, well, this the, is where all the, it all happens. happens. The Jersey City Radio, Jam in the AM, is no longer on the airwaves. It's on, moved with the times like right, the rest of the world yeah. and is internet. So that is right here. Jamie the AM is right here on Grand Street. Great so to see where it all happens. Yeah, no, it's great. Look at the wall. You see all pictures. You see Nachum age through the years. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mazzy, for Thank coming you. in and spending Thank the day you for with me. me. It's great. I have these two great guests. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit uh, before we talk to. I'm going to interweave them. First, we're just going to talk about KFWE. Then I'm going to bring in Jeffrey, Jeff Ingber from Kosher Catch, and we're going to be making fish right here in the studio. Right, Jeff? Oh, yeah. We have some ceviche already uh, already in the acid, so to speak, and we'll do a little filet demo and see if we can finish them off and give everybody a taste. Oh, yes. I'm very excited. Okay, and if we have any questions, you're only going to let me know what they are. Okay, so if you guys have wine questions, we're now going to switch over to Gabriel. How are you? You ready for KFWE? Oh, yeah. I'm quite ready. Uh, very excited. KFWE is every year, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's always something new. Right. Because we have, you know, a bunch of new wines uh, from all over. And uh, there are new restaurants. There's always, there's always something different uh, that makes it even more, uh, more exciting. Okay. What's different this year? So what's different this year? Um, well, we have... We have a bunch of wines from Bordeaux. Uh, French wines are hot now. And hey, why uh, is that? Well, because... Weren't they always hot? <laughs> no, they're not always hot. For a few years, uh, they're a little down, at least uh, at least for us in the kosher market, uh, for different reasons. And uh, now they're back stronger, bigger than ever. Uh, we have uh, we have so many wines from the very very exciting 2015 vintage. 2015 uh, in Bordeaux was an exceptional vintage, one of the better vintages over the past 20 what? 25 years. Okay, so what makes that an exceptional vintage? Like we are not in the wine business ourselves, wine growing business. We are just laymen who like to drink, so uh, a lot. Um, what makes something a special vintage? Okay, so that's a great question. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> so, well, what is wine? It's fermented grape juice. So wine is made from grapes, and uh, grapes is an agricultural product, uh, which is uh, influenced by the weather. Uh, the climate, the weather, the, the, all, all the conditions that, uh, that happen any given year are going to impact the, the, the quality of the grapes. And uh, the better the quality of the grapes, well, the better the final product, which is wine. The terroir. Exactly. The terroir uh, is you know, where the grapes come from. Uh, it's the type of soil. It's, uh, it's the, the, the very uh, uh, unique climate uh, to a specific region. Uh, so it was specific a good region. climatic It was soil. perfect uh, climatic conditions uh, in 2015. And uh, the quality of the grapes, really outstanding. And across the board... Uh, what's really exceptional about 2015 is that all the wines from really the entry level uh, cheap wines all the way up to uh, the most prestigious and expensive wines are really, really good to outstanding. And uh, so there is, a, there, there, there is a good Bordeaux wine uh, for, uh, for every budget. Okay, that's cool. I kind of feel like that's like an act of God. Right? I mean, everything is yeah. an act of God, right? Of From course. what you catch in the sea to what we grow in the ground. But it's really all like Hashem's doing. So mm-hmm. if they, sure. you want a good grapes, you pray hard. That's true. Well, uh, Bordeaux has been, uh, has been actually lucky these past few years. After a few years uh, where it was a little bit more difficult, 2011, 2012, especially 2013, were not... Uh, uh, Vintages that were uh, considered as exceptional. There are still a, a lot of good, even some great wines from those vintages. But it was harder for uh, the wineries to uh, to work with uh, with those conditions. Uh, when it's what we call a great vintage, it's easy. You know, they don't have to work too hard to make great wine. Uh, it comes more uh, naturally. Uh, 2014 was a great vintage. 2015 is, uh, you know, very much hyped as uh, as exceptional. 2016, uh, which will have quite a few wines also next year uh, from that vintage, uh, will be also great. And so far, I hear that 2017 is uh, turning out to be uh, to be pretty good uh, as well. Okay, very exciting. It, wine is a bit of a time game, weight game, right? It is a time game. But but what is very exciting for us in the kosher world and uh, with KFW this year is that, uh, you know, there are great vintages every once in a while. Also 2009, 2010 uh, were great vintages. 2005 was a great vintage. 2000. Uh, but what's very special about 2015 is that we have a lot of wine, a lot of kosher wine uh, more it's, than ever before. It's unbelievable, It's right? unbelievable. Like that event at Bonanoka that we had a couple yes. of weeks ago, like so many French wines. Mm-hmm. Like it's just growing and growing and growing. Amazing. So that was uh, kind of the, the, the premiere uh, where we showcased those wines from 2015. Uh, it was, uh, of course, a smaller event. Uh, with three, four hundred people uh, in attendance. This time, uh, the wines will be available for uh, all the guests at KFWE to uh, to taste from, and that's about three thousand uh, people. Uh, and uh, the 3, wine. Three thousand people go to KFWE. Three thousand people between the trade and press event in the afternoon, and uh, and the evening event. Three thousand people. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean, I'm there every year. It feels like ten thousand people. <laughs> 
It's very squishy. I can relate, absolutely. It's very squishy. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the restaurants that are going to be uh, attending. Um, Besides wine, they try to pair it up with some great food. So do you want to go through this or do you want sure. me to go so through? Let's go, let's, we printed out a list. Let's go through the list. Uh, well, uh, it starts with Reserve Cut. Reserve Cut is, uh, well, it's uh, arguably one of the best uh, kosher restaurants in the uh, Tri-State uh, area. Might be in the world, just going to say. One of the best in the world, definitely. And uh, it will be exclusively in the VIP room. Uh, are they sold out of VIP tickets yet? Uh, yes. Okay, so you can't buy them if you don't have them already. We should probably sign up for email alerts and stuff um, if you want to know about the extra special things that go on in advanced ticket sales. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so. So all the food in the VIP room will be reserve cut, uh, which makes it even more uh, VIP. I'm ve- I missed that last year. <laughs> I got stuck in Detroit for most of Okay, I, I got there for the last hour. My flight arrived very late, so I missed the whole VIP thing. So I'm excited to see it this year. Yeah. Well, Reserve Cut, uh, besides refined, creative food, uh, is also very well known for their, uh, for their meat, uh, which is uh, top quality. Yeah. Uh, from their own uh, butcher shop in, uh, in Brooklyn. And uh, the wines that will be served there will be uh, some of the top Bordeaux, which we just talk, uh, talked about before, uh, such as Chateau Léoville Poiferé. Chateau Léoville Poiferé is coming can, back. Wait, only he can say that. Go I, say I, it. I, I, no Jeff, way. I, Jeff, say it. I cannot pull it off. And I say it with my fake American it's accent. American accent, I was going to say. I knew it. Chateau Léoville Poiferé. That's, that's it. H- that's how you do it? In the French? In French. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's European. You guys know that, right? <laughs> you yeah. might be the only Guilty American. ZK and... And Jeff are the only Americans tough, in this it's room. It's a tough life. It's yeah, okay. Right, because we're actually in America. <laughs> tough life. Okay. Okay, so Chateau Léoville Poiferé is coming back. Ten years since the last kosher uh, cuvée, the last kosher run of that wine. So it's a winery that only does a private small batch of kosher wines? Exactly. And only in uh, specific years. They uh, do it uh, together with our team in Europe, in France, that uh, produces the kosher What do you mean wines. our team? We have a company in France that's called uh, Royal Wine Europe. Uh, they really? are in charge of producing kosher runs at non-kosher wineries. Like Drapier? Like Drapier Champagne. Did I say it okay? Drapier? Yes. Drapier. It's my favorite. <laughs> you all know I write about it all the time and I talk about it all the time. Uh, Ramon Cardova in Spain, Rioja. And uh, all the great uh, wines from Bordeaux, from the uh, inexpensive Chateau Lirigan or Chateau Triget, all the way up to Chateau Giscourt, Chateau Léoville Poiferé. And one of the most exciting wines of the show this year is Chateau Lascombe. Chateau Lascombe is a second growth, a second cru, uh, from the Margot Appellations. Margot, uh, which is one of the top appellations, most sought-after wines in the world. Uh, people, uh, you know, who drink non-kosher wine uh, are extremely uh, excited every year to buy Chateau Lascombe, and it's the first time it's made kosher this year. So you're going to be, this is in the VIP room? Uh, not only the VIP, the, it's gonna the, be the in big the modern wines will be also at the, at the, at the main event. You're going to do a walkthrough with me, okay? Uh, I will try. We will try. And I know it's crazy, <laughs> but we're going to do a kosher.com walkthrough for this. Great. Wow. That sounds amazing. Just listening to him talk it, say it. At least I know where to start the evening that night, right? right so right. I know where to the straight line. I'll make a map. 
Jeff, you have your ticket, right? Absolutely. Okay. And if you want to get tickets, guys, you have to go to KFWA. DKFWE.com. D. D. T H E K F W E dot com. That's a new one. The That is K-F-W-E. a new one. It's oh, a new the. website. The. 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 That's okay. <laughs> I've got a problem too. When I say my website, the Aussie Gourmet, nobody knows what I'm saying. Yeah. So I actually just linked Naomi Nachman.com. I bought the name. So I can say if people don't understand when I'm saying the Aussie, I can say just go to Naomi Nachman.com. Because it's. Yeah. It's just really funny because I have a New York accent and they question me in New England. So it's really, really funny. And I speak I speak English. Right. Okay. Wait. So you Do live you? in New England. Maybe. But New England has its own accent also. Like they say Harvard Yard. Listen, it's my greatest fear that some that my children will, will, have, will have a Boston accent. So it's okay. <laughs> Very funny. Okay. So, yeah, so let's go down this list. Let's go down this list. Oh, my gosh. So, by the way, DKFWE.com is one website which reunites all the uh, KFWEs, London, New York, and uh, Los Angeles. Uh, London is on uh, January the 31st, and uh, LA is on February uh, the 7th. So, two days after KFWE New York, which is on February the 5th. Fantastic. Yeah, I wanted to go to all of them, but... Wasn't in the plans this year. Me too, but you know what? <laughs> okay, so we're going to rock it this year so we get to go next year. <laughs> exactly, right? Okay, so let's drink some of these wines that you've brought in. I have been um, – okay. oh, wait, we didn't go through our list. Yeah, yeah we, we, only, talk, list we it, only talked about Reserve Cut. And we want to talk – we want to drink, and then we want to eat fish. Teaneck Doghouse. I love that place. Great, yeah, they have uh, really good fried yeah, pickles. Yeah, exactly. Great okay. fried pickles. Fried food also in general, like fried chicken, that kind of stuff. Uh, that goes great with champagne. We talked about really? a second ago. So uh, Fried pickles and champagne. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Who knew? Who knew? Who this knew? guy knows. Of course. Okay, let's go down this uh, list quickly. Diffusion from, uh, from Brooklyn. Uh, steaks, of course. Uh, charcuterie, etc. Uh, Abigail's, uh, very well known in Manhattan. Yes. Rani. Uh, Great Georgian restaurant uh, in Queens. I love. I her. hope they have dumplings. That's all I have oh, to say. I hope they I bring love the dumplings. Marani. She's been here in the studio. Um, wondering Q Ari White. Legendary Ari yeah. White from yeah. Wondering Q. Sushi Tokyo, very well known sushi. Uh, Silverleaf Caterers, Le Marais, uh, Dress. Um, Dress frozen. frozen. Excellent. Actually, not familiar with it. Yeah, me personally. either. Uh, Grace in the, the Five Towns. Oh yeah, yeah good. Central we like Avenue them. in Cedarhurst. Uh, Kosher Pokey. Yep. That's a new poke, one also. P- poke, poke. Potopia, poke. 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 I've been to Hawaii. It's poke. Poke. Um, Pitopia. Uh, the Nuttery. Grow and Behold, of course. Um, okay, we got to do this fast because we're going to... Exactly. Uh, uh, Susan s- says, say it with cake. Say it with cake. Great, Great Falls Bistro in... Um, um, Where are they? Yeah, in uh, Passaic. Okay. Uh, Judd's uh, Memphis Kitchen. Urban Pops, uh, Diamond Caterers, West Wing. Oh, that's hilarious, West Wing. I just finished watching that show. Eight years. <laughs> I, I watch eight years in six months. Heritage Meats, which is uh, the new oh, foie gras. I'm dying and, to have uh, them in the studio. And all that kind of stuff. Uh, UN Plaza Grill and Sushi, which is the new uh, high-end restaurant in Manhattan. Not been there yet. Bison Bourbon from Brooklyn. In Gowanus, uh, Breadberry, uh, Sisami Bakery, and... Auf Schnitz Meats. Okay, and we have... And sa- we have also, oh, Sabra Deep Bar. I didn't see that. Yeah. And Tira Tzvi, Sandwich Bar, a very uh, famous uh, uh, delis from Israel. Uh, Wisotsky, 
Tease, uh, the famous the tease. tease, and NY Brad Factory. Okay, so we, there's a lot of places, guys. You've got to come right on time. You've got to get there early. If you are pressed, you get to go in a little bit earlier. So, yay, I'm so excited. And we're going to be doing – I'm going to be doing some sort of cooking demo and interviews from KFWE, something. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see me there. <laughs> I'm always interviewing everyone and all that while I'm there. Instagram, thank God, keeps me very busy and yeah, taking photos. Yeah, going to photos. be very entertaining, I love, interactive. I love, I love taking photos with other people and – you know, like whenever we like last night's event, everyone's taking photos of each yeah. other. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Okay, so let's drink some of this wine. So we'll have a little toast and welcome Jeff into our studio. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good, good. Come on, you pour and tell us about what we're drinking. Let's in- do it. Hold on, Jeff. Let's drink. I'm holding. Yeah, I think we need to have a drink first. And so I'm, ac- I'm actually studio. very excited to see uh, Jeff here in the studio this morning. Um, okay. He UK has the guests. best. He has the best fish. Is uh, is quite uh, is quite the man whenever it comes to man wild caught fish, and okay, well, uh, he, 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 he just made here a ceviche, a halibut ceviche, which we're gonna and try. And I happen to have brought a great wine to go along uh, to pair with uh, the ceviche, which is the Agafen okay. Lake County. White wristing. Maz, Maz, Maz gave me the head shake. She's off. Maz, so. no, you know what? Yoni, are you going to drink? Have a look, for me. Yeah, give to Yoni. Here. Okay. We all drink in the studio. Okay. <laughs> That's the wine. Okay. Yoni, do you have any questions from what's going on there? Uh, yeah, for shout out. A shout out. Chicago. Here for the Facebook Live. Okay, great. Oh, sorry. This is what we're doing. Agafen, Lake County Riesling. Okay, terrific. All right, great. Uh, let's go, Hagafen. Hagafen. Hagafen with Hagafen, right? Exactly, with Hagafen. It's Kiddish somewhere, somewhere, sometime, when you're listening to this on Friday morning. Amen. I'm a quiet bracha maker, sorry. No, well, you know why we do it loud? So there's no downtime in... On the ah, air. Gotcha. Yeah, because if we all drink at once, then we have make de- a bracket quietly. De- then we have dead air. Then we have dead air. And a lot of envious people. Yeah, yeah, not so good <laughs> on radio. We need to hear, we need to hear and see if you are watching us on the Nakam Siegel Net YouTube channel. He's adding a little bit of drop of that into the ceviche. Amazing. Great, we're going to talk. Okay, let's talk over. And I think this is kind of warmed up a little bit. He was yeah, worried about the red wine, cold, so but, I had yeah. it. <laughs> we'll drink it. We'll try exactly. it. We'll get some we'll flavors. Okay, Jeff. Okay, good morning. How you doing? It's good. I'm great, great. Did it take you a long time from Providence to get so here? So it took about two and a half hours to get to the city and another hour to get downtown. Uh, uh, just like welcome. I remember. Just like I remembered it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's a definitely um, an experience driving into the city. Um, okay, so let's t- t- walk us through your background. Okay. You're a chef, you're a fisherman, what's the deal? So, uh, yes to both. Yes to both. I'm going to bring this down here so I'm not straining the neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it goes like this. So, uh, I have a culinary background. I have a degree from Johnson Wales University, culinary oh, arts. Fancy, fancy. Culinary arts, hotel, restaurant management. Um, for 20 years, I worked in the restaurant business and the catering business. Um, as a corporate trainer, uh, as a kosher caterer in Providence, Rhode Island, all with a passion for fishing. I mean, one of the things about the food business and this business, Gabriel can attest, is about every five minutes or maybe every five seconds, somebody needs you for something. Um, hopefully it's for good, 
But if you're committed to customer service and you're committed to making people happy, a lot of times you have to respond to the not so good. So uh, one of the great things about the ocean is it does not know your name. <laughs> so the more time you spend on it, the more uh, quiet, uh, inspiring um, time that you have for yourself. So uh, about I've been fishing since I'm eight years old, mostly out of Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. There's a little shout out, Sheepshead Bay. Good morning. Ooh, yeah, wait. Good morning. Is it, is yes. it Ariel? Do you know Ariel Serba? I, I, I left Sheepshead Bay when I was 11. But oh, okay. there you go. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to Sheepshead Bay. Uh, and the fishing fleet there, I went to public school in Brooklyn, and uh, one of the women who was a local woman used to take me out on those boats early in the morning. I learned how to tie knots, how to cut bait, how to catch fish, and actually how to work in the galley. So maybe that's where it all started. Um, for the most part, I've been a, a, a recreational fisherman for about 40 years, and about 10 years ago, doing some recreational fishing with some local charter captains in Providence, Rhode Island, we were doing some early season kind of reconnaissance out at Block Island for striped bass. I've been to Block Island. Beautiful. It's stunning. We rode our bikes around. Beautiful. Well, it's much better without a car. Much yeah. better we without a car. We took a ferry there from... From Galilee or from Long Island? Galilee, no, Rhode Island? Connecticut somewhere. Oh, yeah. No. Brid Bridgeport? No, New no. New London? No. You got me. I don't know. Anyway. We're in Newport. Oh, beautiful! So that so in Newport, so you take the you take the ferry from from you can take it from Newport, but you can also take it from Galilee. Rhode it Island. was amazing. It was a great vacation. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful vacation. If anyone wants to come up, um, we can talk about that. You can ask questions. Yeah, because um, I love traveling. Facebook and I Live. Love we to can talk. ask questions. Okay. Um, Do you have questions, everyone? So he's going to let me know. So we were out. There were uh, four of us on the boat at the time, uh, and the legal limit for recreational fishing for striped bass is two fish per person at twenty-eight inches minimum. Now that's down to one for conservation purposes, and as a fisherman, I fully support that legislation. So for those of you who believe Big Brother meddles a little too much, there are times when that's a very good thing. Okay. Why it was being overfished? Being overfished, yes. That was one of my questions, actually, because I have sea bass extinct. Yeah, so we'll get to that. We can, okay. we can get to that question. So we, we, we had these eight fish in the boat, and I was very happy that the charter captains were going to have a good season, and I was cleaning up the boat and heading to my car, and they said, we'll go get your cooler for the fish. And I said, come on, guys, my, you guys take the fish. And they said, uh, no, we catch fish all year long. Why don't you take the eight fish? So I reluctantly agreed, called my wife and said, hey, put on our local Jewish Yahoo group. We have fresh striped bass. Anybody wants it, I give us a holler. Give us a holler. So I hadn't made it from the deck of the boat to my car. She said, it's all taken. And then the light bulb went off. I said, maybe we can provide local people with a fresh quality product. So from that day forward, we How many it, years ago was this? It's about 9 years really. Okay. So we did it locally in Providence, just giving, you know, selling our neighbors, you know, fish to pay for gas money, you know. Uh and then we branched out a little bit towards southeastern Massachusetts, the Sharon community, the local Boston community. And then we partnered up with uh, a local Rav to get Hashgacha on the business. That rabbi has uh, has a connection to Chabad.org. Okay. A question came on Chabad.org, like askchabad.org, about how do we get... Someone just asked a random question about how do we get fresh wild-caught fish in New York. Uh, and now we bring, uh, eight years later, spent $88 to advertise. We bring 850 pounds a month to 14 different locations here in the tri-state It's area. amazing. It's amazing. The, you know... We've done so many meat shows, like, and we, ha we have done some fish show with Aussie's Fish, but we've never really gotten to the so the actual, like, ca 
catching the fish. Yeah. They don't catch the fish. They sell the fish. So you there, are catching there it. There are tremendous pioneers, you know, in New York, uh, in in the fish business. Many of them Jews, but in, for sure in the kosher fish business. We have a different product. Our product is wild caught. It's not farmed. Yeah. Please explain the difference to our listeners. Okay. So very quickly, one, you can go to uh, koshercatch.net. We have a chart up that lists all the different uh, differences between farmed and wild caught. So wild caught fish swims naturally. It doesn't have a cage. It doesn't have a pen. It's not fed a diet made by humans. I feel like I'm with Grow and Behold, who is on next week's show. Which this is, is like which yeah. is great. You, Sequential. If you watch these shows back to back, you will definitely hear a theme between their business and my business, which is, okay, we don't, we don't take animals that have been fed something that wasn't God's way intended. That wasn't it. God's way intended it. Oh my God, I feel okay. like I'm talking enough Tully now. Right when he, <laughs> it's funny. We've had this conversation separately. It's it's almost the same. Um, so our fish swim. You know, they 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 live in their homes. Uh, they don't live in man-made homes. They eat their natural diet. Uh, and what's great about our business is when we deliver to you on a Thursday, your fish was most likely. Swimming on Wednesday. On Wednesday, like Wednesday morning, here? like this, like this halibut. Yes. Okay. Uh, can we get a camera zoom on this? So, what we have here is anyone know what a halibut looks like? It looks like a flounder swallow, swallowed a hundred other flounders. So it's huge. A halibut is huge, okay. right? So this like- happens to be a North Atlantic halibut. Okay, as opposed to a Pacific halibut, we all think of Alaska as halibut. So there's a different species. This is about the maximum size. This is about as big as those halibut get, uh, and we were very, very fortunate to be able to grab get get one and bring it in for you. It's just about the end of of season where they're actually interested in eating anything. Didn't I call you yesterday? And we have a fish today. You did. Isn't that amazing? You did. <laughs> so we have a network of fishermen that fish from the Gulf of Maine, right? Like a WhatsApp through, group through. Kind of all right, a WhatsApp group. Really? No, but we have a <laughs> network of fishermen who fish f- with us and for us. Um, these are all what we call commercial rod and reel fishermen. None of the fish sold by Kosher Catch is caught in a net. <gasps> okay. So it's like whoosh, right with a line. So a- and we sell it under hashkacha. Now there are many people who say that fish need only simanim. Right? Mm-hmm. Fins and scales. Right. So Every, every kid in right. kindergarten learns first that. First thing we learn is the Gemara, and we learn all about fish, fins even, and scales. Even in first grade without the Gemara, you okay, know, I'm, fish. Right. And, right? Uh, yeah. Fins, and, and, fins, fins and scales. scales. So he, uh, right? School teacher. So many, many people hold, you bring me a fish with a skin tag on it. I can pluck a scale. Good enough for me. I'm not advocating any of that. I'm just letting you know our fish comes under Hashgacha. Wonderful. Okay. So we take this fish back. We fillet it. We pack it. It gets packed into coolers. Pack Those it. Pack it on ice. Pack it in um, plastic fish buckets. So anybody, I don't have a picture of one, but you can go Google fish container. Um, there you go. You can go look one up after the show. Of cut, course, after the show, please don't 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 turn your heads. We're actually going to cut and put some ears. fish here. Or your right? ears. ears. Don't don't turn around. Um, that fish goes into a, a large white cooler, like you see people take coolers to the beach, but really really large. We pack those with ice. That fish stays under 40 degrees, and we start delivering very early in the morning on a Thursday morning. The day starts, I just want to let you guys know so you don't get dizzy. The day starts out in Nassau County, snakes its way through Queens, through Brooklyn, into Staten Island, through central New Jersey, into northern New Jersey, across into Rockland County, back into northern New Jersey, 
onto the Upper West Side, to the Upper East Side, three stops in Westchester, and then back to Rhode Island's about 21 hours. I'm actually car sick listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I go into car coma. You know what that is? We get oh, in the I'm car, aware, but I can't on, have it happen right, to me. You turn on the engine and I fall asleep. I never sleep. I'm like a really hyper person until you turn on that engine in the car and I'm like out cold. And so I'm involved in the process for at least some of the fish, meaning f- fish are just like the Jews. We live in different neighborhoods in the ocean. Right. So um, different Ooh. fish live in sandy bottoms. Other fish live in rocky bottoms. Some fish prefer colder water. Can we talk about which kosher fish are where? Sure. we hear a lot about tilapia being a bottom feeder and all that. So right... I. Can we just make a pact not to talk about tilapia for the rest of the show? Okay, done. Okay, because okay. I think it tastes like dirty feet. I just feet. gained points with at least one person it, at home. It tastes like dirty feet. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you this. So the tilapia industry may be improving, but here's what we do know. We do know that China is responsible for over 85% of the tilapia sold in the world. And we know that it's legal to feed the in China. You can use animal feces in your food. Ah! In your food beep, beep, beep. product. That's the editing sounds. Beep, beep. In your food product to, to, to feed tilapia. So I'm sorry. Every I did time th- you say tilapia, I go beep. Okay, thank you. So okay. if we could be we done. We have a deal. We right. have a deal. So okay, great. Very little exists in the wild. Um, it, is a, it is a genetic relative now of the St. Peter fish or yes, Nile perch. But we like that, right? We like that. And we also like the notion that the, the industry leader in farming and genetically hybriding fish is Israel. But we're not so excited about the countries who are currently producing most of that product. Uh-huh. Now nah, we're done with that. Okay, we're moving on. Okay, now. great. Okay, um, we just so, have to address it. Like so, we have to be so, ra- well rounded here on the Nakam Signal Network. So we sell a lot of cod and flounder, which like deep cold water. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of a New England. Um, those are two very excellent New England fish. We sell tuna, which if anybody watches Wicked Tuna on TV, this contrived television show about tuna fishing. It's nothing like the real thing, right? It's something like the real thing. But like ER that's, on that's TV kind of not like, like ER right. on. <laughs> they use these, you know, it's like winching in a fish. They make it look good, but it's probably pretty easy. Um, which is a highly sought after uh, fish for sushi, sashimi, uh, mostly eaten raw. I will tell you this, when the Chinese figure out that they like bluefin tuna, the fish will become extinct. I love tuna. I love going to the fish markets in Sydney, Australia, and seeing the best fish, like the tuna. I just like looking because it's, it, it, it's just gorgeous. So seeing, we, we like catch a big fat tuna. We catch um, the tuna. So we do catch the tuna, cod, flounder, striped bass. We catch black sea bass. We catch Acadian redfish, which is also a deep water rock dwelling fish in the Gulf of Maine. Um, we have fishermen who fish for us for other seasonal fish, and we have arrangements and relationships with fishermen in Alaska selling us the only commercially available wild-caught salmon in the country. That is amazing. Where in Alaska are they catching? They, all over. So okay. some of Copper River, um, I've Kodiak. actually been to Alaska, and for a catering event that I was doing for a family, um, they caught their own salmon. Now, their salmon is maroon. It's a completely different color than what we're used to. My, when I showed it to my husband who came with me and I'm like, this is this is salmon. Like, And if he knows my recipe was helping me out there. Yes, my husband can cook a little. With, so so um, it was, I, I tried to take a photo of it. It doesn't do it justice. Fire engine red, some it's, of them. It's, it's gorgeous. It was, so they 
caught it in this in July in their season. I think it was in the summer season mm-hmm. they caught the fish. They basically went down to the river and took it out by their hands. Right, right. So I had a, a woman who used to work for me says, "You know how I fish in Alaska?" So she kind of you can't see it, but she said, "I walk out my back door. I walk exactly sixty four steps to the creek in my backyard. I bend down. I open my arms like there's a baby going to go in it. I wait for a fish to swim in it. I pick it up and I bring it back." In the it house. was not normal. It was so amazing. <laughs> it's for me as a chef, I was like going out of my mind, and they they froze it, flash froze it, vacuum packed it, yeah. and then I cooked it for the bat mitzvah. Delicious. Like nothing you've ever had. Nothing I've ever had. And the color, I'm still talking about the maroon color. Right. So we we get two fish from them. We get king salmon and we get sockeye salmon. So the king salmon, much higher fat content, right? And a ton, a ton of omega-3. The sockeye is loaded with a ton of oil and a lot less fat and equally as high in omega-3s. The only fish with a higher omega-3 count on the planet is the Peruvian smelt. And Peruvian smelts are actually what they grind up and put into fish food. Are they kosher? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Absolutely. They don't taste very good, but yeah. <laughs> We've got 15 minutes. Okay. so Left, let- I just want to give you a, a bit of a time frame of what we have to work with because we want to cook up here. Okay. So the only other difference I did, did want to talk about with yes. the um, farm versus wild is one of the detractors of, of farmed fish, there are two really. One is what are we feeding them? And while all that food does have USDA approval. There are a number of other foods that we've all probably consumed in this life at least once. Uh, saccharin, Nutrisweet. Um, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. That, uh, but not just, wine. Wine's no, always wine's good. fantastic, right? So I, I'm just not in the belief yet that we have enough data on that on farming to, to, to eat that product and want to eat it. We have a lot of customers who have a paleo diet. They're cancer survivors. They... They're just if, if they don't get it all natural and, and, and get it direct from the source, it's a scary proposition for them for their future. Um, I, the, I do it. I love farm fresh vegetables. I love growing behold. I love this I'm whole all about concept. It. So the, there's another interesting um, thing is the environmental impact that farming has, fish farming has. So one quick note. So in Norway, which is the largest producer of farmed salmon, okay, the most one of the recent studies shows again, we might need the beep factor, um, there's more waste offshore of Norway produced by fish than there is produced by the entire population of Norway. Okay, so fish make more, go to the, the bathroom the amount, more than the, the... The amount of fish being farmed off the coast of Norway, oh, go to the... Ba- Their gross weight... Yeah, that's gross. Okay. <laughs> So that's, that's what's in our water. So let's talk about what we have here. Okay, have let, here is, let's, let's, let's cook. A be- let's cook. So um, let's talk about ceviche for a second. I'm glad Gabriel's here. And you it's know, great because I'm going to Panama in a, about three or so weeks. Oh, and you are very excited. I am very excited. And I just realized. <laughs> okay. okay. So we have yes. this large filet here. Did that well. Um, okay. I just want to tell you how to break it down. So this filet weighs approximately... 12 pounds when it started. Hard to imagine, right? This little thing right here weighs about 12 pounds. Um, and a halibut has two sides of that, right? So this is what we call a flat fish. Like I said, it looks like a flounder on steroids. Most people really enjoy this meaty, thick part right here. Yeah. In the center of the loin. Okay? But I will tell you this. This beautiful fatty part running along the side here. This beautiful fatty part that runs along the side here. Um makes for delicious ceviche, okay? Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I have a very sharp knife. Normally, I use an 8-inch 
white handle Dexter fillet knife. Anybody wants to go out and purchase that, I think it's a great idea to handle your fish. Okay, okay. can, um, can we'll, we'll get DM that loaded it, up. DM him on Instagram. If DM you, me on Instagram, right? Um, or you email me, and e- I'll yeah, we'll get you that. We'll get you. We'll but this knife that. very very sharp. So what we do is, in order to get a piece off, I just stick it all the way in. Make sure I get my knife point all the way on the board, and Bad. it cuts this beautiful piece just like that, can nice we just and simple. Eat a piece raw. Right, we're gonna. You want a piece of raw? Yeah. Okay, so I, I want. To, we're gonna get rid of this for a second. This is not. What do you do with that? I uh, make fish stock, fish soup. Mm. Um, we could dust it with some ground pecans and roast it. Roast it. Bake we it. could grill it, bake it, fry it. Great. Sound like Bubba Gump now. Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump shrimp. So we want to just. So I just want to take a piece off. So let's say you were gonna make dinner for two. Let's say we're just a couple's night tonight. Okay, how much? Okay. How much? He's this is so a pound. for those who are listening and not watching. Um, this is about a pound. We are cutting up a very large piece of fresh halibut. Okay, right, uh, right here in the studio. So Naomi <laughs> uh, wants to taste it. I bet Miriam wishes she was here right now. Miriam loves fish. So, in order to taste it, okay, we cut it across the grain, like just meat. like just like meat. Okay, there you go. It's amazing. Because it tastes like the ocean. That's right. Mm. Oh my God. That is so good. I'm going to have a little sip of this wine to chase it down. I'm good. Okay. Anybody? Can <laughs> you we don't share? eat raw fish? Oh, oh. Not like that. Oh, Thank you. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Mazzy got right so, in. Are you, go, are you going to see, eat this, EK? Mm. Yoni? Mm. He's like. Beautiful. Real men okay, eat raw Yoni. fish. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right. Come on, Matt. Do you eat sushi, Yoni? This is just too scary. Okay, fine. So, um, can we just talk about yes, raw fish? Yes. After one day, uh, you buy it and you eat it that day. So let's talk. You don't buy fish one day and then eat it raw the next day, right? Um. So, I would say if you knew you had a fish right out of the ocean and you knew that that fish was refrigerated and ha- never brought. Um, once it reached a temperature below 40 and it never came above 40, I'd say you have it probably two days, maybe three days. Well, so I, what I you don't keep milk in my fridge more than two so days. So here's what you need to know. So what you need to know is if you're afraid to keep fish that many days, what you're buying in the grocery store is fresh but not fresh enough. And I don't put – that's just the nature of how the process works. The process works – I catch a fish, I fillet a fish, I pack a fish, I bring it to you, probably 20 hours has gone by. Grocery store X in the five towns receives their fish from a fish distributor who receives their fish from the fish buyer who receives their fish from the fisherman who may or may not have been out to sea for three or four days. Right, right. And if you're lucky enough to walk into Grocery Store X on the day they receive that fish, you're getting it at its freshest. However, I'm pretty sure they don't keep their fish on their product one day, meaning that's a loss for them. Right, right. So it's just the nature of right. the food distribution Right, I, I just like, especially because I happen to like eating it raw, so. Right, so we, we go one or two days. Okay, cool. Okay, so right. here's what we have in the bowl. In the bowl, we have some... I'm di- going over time. I'm just going to warn we, you because I'm not giving this we, up. <laughs> we had some diced halibut. I diced the halibut up. I added some freshly squeezed lime juice, um, a drop of avocado oil, some diced mango, diced jalapeno, salt, pepper, red pepper, a drop of sriracha, and 
while I was tasting it all day, I felt it lacked a little bit of fruitiness. So I added a little bit of the Goffin Riesling. And did you taste it since? I did. It's fantastic. <laughs> who's up? I know we have some spoons. I knew we have some spoons, right? So who's up? Okay, okay, we're all going to so eat. So what, what we'll probably do after this is I will bust out in a whole salmon. Let's and we'll bust see it if out. We can fillet. We'll see if we can fillet, and then we'll we'll slice some of that up, put it into the poke mixture I have, and we'll have some of that. I don't think we'll have time to roast the striped bass, but I think Naomi's going home with the striped bass for later oh, today. So. yes. <laughs> Naomi loves fish. So. I think we're very lucky. Okay, so um, I'm very excited about this. This is great. Yoni, would you try this? Or it's too maybe he's thinking about it. <laughs> okay, um, I'm very excited. I love ceviche. It's actually a Peruvian dish from the uh, southern uh, um, South America. Correct. I was going to say Southern yeah. America. So South it's America. It's clearly a Southern Hemisphere fish. Peru is kind of the leader in the clubhouse, and these. Fancy ceviches. And they are um, very ready available in Panama. By the way, Panama. This is very straightforward right here. Okay. Right. I love. I've been practicing all my ceviches. And the reason I do it straightforward is we're really trying to feature the fish here. Right. You, you know don't want I mean? to overwhelm it with. We do some Asian style ones. We put some ponzu and some toasted sesame oil. But in a ceviche? In a ceviche. But is that really the flavors of ceviche? That's mm -hmm. more, well, more Asian, more like poke? Yeah, but again, if we, if we acid cook it a little bit, it's kind of like ceviche, and it's you can introduce pro the food product to people that Let's way. Let's talk about acid cooking. We are talking about, because acid is so strong, it literally starts cooking the fish in the acid, yeah. um, which is, I guess, also a cooking... Um, it's a cooking method. A cooking method. Acid cooking is definitely yeah, a cooking method. ZK, you going to have some? So hold I'm going to hold this up to the, the camera. Fish in the ocean? So this this fish was swimming uh, in in northern Maine yesterday morning. Oh wow. my god! And it's right here on the Nachum Siegel Network right? today. It's right here, right now. I love it. Oh, right. Everyone's praying. Well, <laughs> you told me about dead air, so I went right. for it. Because I was chewing. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Delicious. Mm. So still drink some right. wine with it. Right. So Perfect. So now, mm. right. So you can taste the fish. You can taste the ingredients. Right. You don't want everything to be drowned. That that wine is – it's like – you know, I didn't know that these two knew each other, that Gabriel and Jeff are friends, so I <laughs> kind of surprised played, each other. We've played this game before. Mm. That's true. This is really good, right? Okay, and in an, hour it'll be a, in an hour it'll be a little better. It'll open up just a fish – the fish right. will open up a little bit more. We made this right here in the studio. Let's talk salmon and poke. Okay. Poke is actually – originating in Hawaii. I've written about it in my um, Pesach cookbook. Like, who thought about poke for Pesach? But now we can do it. We've got great uh, products available now for Pesach. So we can uh, experiment away. This is so good. I cannot believe this. Okay. I'm going to chew and talk. Oh, how rude. Yeah, I just need a few <laughs> minutes to, a few seconds to get the salmon up on the board here. No problem. Take your time. Gabriel, what would you eat with poke? What would you drink, sorry, with poke? Well, uh, it depends on the. <gasps> Ooh, oh wow. my god! Okay, wait, wait, come on! I got it! I got it! <laughs> I got it! Okay, right here. I'm sorry, I'm Instagramming right now. <laughs> Gabriel says I'm going back in the office. Stop dripping that on me. <laughs> He's got a meeting at La Marie. Can't go in smelling like fish. <laughs> Good, maybe he'll take me for a lunch date. I thought this fish just blinked at me. Okay. He so may let's, have. Let's he talk may about have. freshness. For those of you with cameras um, and any type of Zoom situation. This is hilarious. We're all going crazy. How was our f Facebook? Are they, are they loving that? 
That of, is insane. One of the ways Don't we can get tell- it on the floor. They'll kill me. <laughs> I'm good. We're going right in the carpet. One of the ways we can tell if fish is fresh by the color of its gills. Okay, great. So can you see the bright red color on those gills? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next is eyes. Okay. So can we see how clear the fish's eyes are? Yeah. Yep. Cloudy eyes are a sign of... Bad of fish. Old, old fish. Okay, so let's get right in on that. Okay. Hello. <laughs> this hello. is... Hello, hello, fish. Okay, this is crazy. Right, these fish are clearly predators. I'm sure on that zoom you can see their teeth. Okay? I do not suggest rubbing your fingers across those teeth. That's a bad idea. You will get cut. Okay, really? Feed me. Feed oh, me. Oh, man. No, you got to feed me. <laughs> okay. Um, and the third thing is smell. So, I mean, this fish has now been hanging out in this very small space for a while. Anybody smell fish? No. No. All right. Let's keep it that way. Okay. <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to... I, this was a quick filet lesson. Gabriel, I'm going to just slide yeah, that yeah, out of yeah, the yeah. way for you. A very quick filet lesson, okay? I had this fish gutted and scaled before I came in, just so as not to really create a tremendous mess. Thank you for in that. In the studio. Okay. This is insane. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this entire filet off, okay? And then we're going to show you what your fish looks like. And then I'm going to give you a so I'm going to take some of the raw fish right off the, the bones um, where it tastes really delicious. So if the fish were whole, this would be full of belly and guts and yucky stuff, and we don't really like cutting into that. So I would make an incision in my fish right here, okay? This is happening right now and in the I'm, middle of table for two. Yeah, how about that? We're on Facebook Live. I'm doing a little bit of an Instagram as well. There's a... There's a spine, and we just take the knife and run it right across the spine. Okay. Look at that knife. I'm sealing Gabriel's microphone there. Okay. Then we're going to put the knife back in. This is where I wish I had my large Guys, knife everyone, this is going to air this Friday. To hear and see the full show, um, please come on to a Nachum Siegel Network, uh, com Friday morning, 9 a.m., Tune in this Friday. Now, the next time, tell uh, uh, Naftali Hano to bring a cow into the studio. Yes, yes. Let's do. Oh my gosh. That's probably a bad idea, but I, <laughs> no, I want an invitation. I definitely want an invitation for that. Okay. okay. Look at that. That's insane. Okay. I could bite into that. But we're, we're gonna. We're just gonna take that off. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm just going to leave this right here. I'm ignoring the clock, Yoni. Okay. I'm sorry. But I do want everyone to just taste this right here, just like this. Okay, this is about the best fish. When was this fish swimming? When was this yanked from the ocean? I, this fish came to us, so I, I'll say this fish was swimming Tuesday. Tuesday and today. Wait, oh, today I'm is sorry. Tuesday. I'm, this was fish was probably fish, swimming Sunday. Okay, hold on. So, right. so this was swimming Sunday. And now it's Tuesday, and that this will air on Friday. That, that Are you going to do it? Gabriel's going to do yes, it. Yes, I know you want to. He won't it. eat raw halibut. It's okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Looks like lox, right? It but looks not like so lox. I make my, a lot of gravlax. Look oh, at that. Oh yes, me too. <laughs> nice sticky hands. Thank you. Okay. How's that? How's that taste? Oh, you haven't tasted it yet. Okay, I'm. This oh, is crazy. Go. Do you know, I was in Holland ex- mm. actually this time last year to the day, and I dropped raw herring down my throat. <gasps> like a whole raw herring? Like a whole Oh, that's like delicious. That. I'll show you a picture. Wow. That's okay. delicious. So I'm going to do the same thing. Just going to take okay, a Okay, here we go. I'm going to do like I did in like, like I did in Holland. 
I imagine this is probably pretty delicious with the wine too. This is insane. Right? So there's this <laughs> there's this light wet mineral probably this light wet minerally pairing that's gonna take place now that I'm very excited about. This is kind of primal. Oh my God. I, I'm apologizing. This is very primal. I, I, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I don't care. This is insane. Chaim. L'chaim. L'chaim, l'chaim. That, that's like the best fish I've, I've had. Cause it's, I think it might be the freshest fish. It's crazy. Aussie's fish does, make, does get great like, fish. I know that. Right, but I, w- right. This is on another. This is a different level. Okay, so we're going <laughs> to... Was that hey, hey, Gabriel. I want another can piece. Can you open the cooler for me for a second? Yes, I can. Thank you He's so much. He's busy holding his wine glass. Okay, we've only got a couple minutes left. We're a little bit going into overtime. Right, we're going to um, take some fish off. And we're going to try and get this poke done Okay, really we've fast. got about three minutes. We're going right, to try no, to make this no a... No problem. A, so this is the fatty part of the fish right here. You're going to go crazy now. Okay. <laughs> this is farm-to-table fish as we have farm-to-table meats like Grow and Behold. We are merging two shows. We have two shows back-to-back. Farm to table fish and farm to table meat. This is going to be unreal. We have farm to table wine. No, <laughs> that is yeah. how it works. That is how I told you. you Actually, that is how it works, right? Right. Those grapes are bottled right away, bringing you the freshness. Okay. Okay. So I just took one strip off the salmon. I'm going to cut it up. I took the fattier part of the salmon so we can have some flavor. Eat. Give it to us raw. Okay. We are all standing around here going crazy. Okay. I'm going to trim it up. Okay. We don't want any of the dark here. Okay, we are watching this. This is we are actually gone into overtime. It doesn't usually happen on table for two, but we're going. We're going to take it a couple minutes extra because I know you're all going to want to see this. This is unbelievable, right here. Right. Normally we would dice it up nice and even, but I know we're we're running here pretty good. So my fingers. Okay. Yeah. Watch those fingers. Yeah, mate. I, I, I made it this far. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, I've had stitches on at least three fingers. Okay. I will take another piece off. I'll show you some other things we can do with this afterwards. Okay, great. Okay. <gasps> this is an insane show today. I hope you're all loving it. If you have questions, uh, Yoni, if we had any questions, we're trying a new format today. We may try this again. A lot of cool comments. A lot of cool comments. Okay, great. Hey, we like cool people and We cool like comments. cool comments. Let us know where you're watching from. I love knowing where everyone's watching from. Okay. Our Instagram or our, our uh, Facebook audience. So in the bowl, we have a little toasted sesame oil, a little soy sauce, a little sriracha, diced mango, red pepper, salt and pepper. I'm actually going to add okay. a bunch of cilantro here. Oh, you had me at cilantro. Yeah. Okay, no, not everyone likes cilantro as much as I do. Okay. Okay, can I use my same bowl? Yeah, or we don't of course flavors? you can use your same Gabriel, bowl. Gabriel, it's like sharing like wine glasses, right? So, Gabriel, we have another wine, right, that w- might might show up with this. Uh, well, is it, is it warm I enough? Would, I, would, I would stick with the reason. Sticking with the reason? Yeah, I would All also. Right. That would be my. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Anybody want to try it? Smells Fill her up. Fill her up. Fill her up. Oh. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow. Had you made, you know, a spicy Moroccan fish, I would have gone with the red, but. Like, this is white. This yeah. is totally a white wine. Anybody? Anybody? One time? I guess I should. This eat, is... I guess I should eat my own food, right? Mm. Yeah, you should. It doesn't oh. look very good if I don't eat my own mm. food. That's amazing. Right? Okay, now, I, I would... think they should be at KFWE. So... <laughs> Do you want to make food this for 3,000 people? <laughs> um, maybe next year. All right, done. Give us a year to prepare for that. Look at my fingers. I'm eating this like I mm. really commando here. This is amazing. We've had a crazy show here today on Table for Two. Gabriel Geller and I schmoozed away about restaurants and 
they're going to be at KFWE and we had drank some nice wine. We had one more bottle, which we will drink off air <laughs> <laughs> because we've run out of time. Jeffrey Ingber from Kosher Catch. Guys, you got to find out more about what he does and how we keep the fish industry alive and well and the fish in the oceans. Healthy stocks, fresh product. Um, fishermen are really the stewards of the sea. They self-regulate. They're not interested in destroying a population that they'll need tomorrow. I love um, that. And we bring you a clean, fresh, healthy product. Fabulous. And how can they find you, Kosher Catch? Find us at koshercatch.net. We're on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, a couple private groups, public groups. And we deliver once a month. Next uh, next time we're back in town, February 15th. Are you so going to be Kosher La Pesach? The February 15th order will not be Pesach Dick. The March 22nd delivery will be Kosher La Pesach. I'm all about Pesach all the time, so I had to have that in mind. Fair enough. Okay, absolutely fantastic. ZK, thank you so much for everything today. And Yoni, uh, for coming in and, and doing the Facebook Live with us. Can we... Oh, yeah, so uh, two delivery locations in Brooklyn, Crown Heights and Flatbush. Okay, code koshercatch.net for uh, any more information. Please. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're having a blast here. We have music sponsored by our friends, Royal Wines, Kenem. Right up until Lichbenching, we have Mark Zomik coming up with his music stream, so stay tuned. Shabbat shalom, everyone. L'chaim. L'chaim. <laughs>